news that since there's not so many of us right now that we I'd like to I'd like to hear about 30 seconds from each of you if you'd be willing to do that just to talk about uh, what it is that is up for you what do you need to what are you wrestling with or what are you what are you facing into with regards to who building love that lasts or radiant joy brilliant love like what is it what's going on for you right now that you could um in 30 seconds or something just put it together somebody want to go first i'd like to start okay um I'm, Kalista had her hand up just a little before you said something. So I want to go with Kalista first and Lior second, and then we'll just keep going, okay? Thank you. I would just briefly like to say I'm struggling with victimhood for myself, going into the victim stage. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Kalista, just victim with somebody or victim because there isn't anybody? Like, what? which kind of victim? Um, going into the default of becoming a victim because of words, looks, anything that I receive from a person. I automatically go into victim. Thank you. Lior, go ahead. All right, so I'm struggling with this um, feeling that if I don't feel good emotions within myself in a social interaction or in general, and I feel a lot of loneliness, and I, and I do want to socialize, get to know, and also attract a romantic partner. I have this feeling that I have nothing to bring to the table. Like, why would someone be attracted to me if I'm bringing all this loneliness and pain? Thank you. Cool. Are you guys okay if I just just start naming names? I'm just going to go down the screen. So, Dor, do you have something? Yes. Um... I feel fear because um, I just met someone new and uh, when I'm starting to get into a relationship and starting to date with someone new, there's always this question of uh, monogamy coming to, coming to me and like I'm, I'm trying to, you know, I don't want to be in monogamy, but on the other side, I have a lot of fear because I don't know like how it's going to happen and I have a lot of bad experience about how it affects the relationship and uh, I have fear about around that, so I'm struggling with that. Thank you. Phyllis. Okay. Through your microphone. You have to turn your, click your microphone on first, please. There okay. you go. Okay, start uh, again. And Chloe, you will appreciate this. I'm struggling with in an intense way all the little bombs that i set off and even my walking 
it's, you know, my walking partners are like calling me on it now. And um, so I think, I think some of that is about being a victim and it's about not taking, it's kind of about my gremlin destroying spaces and not taking radical responsibility. And I'm seeing it's, it's really a, a good time, a rich time in that I'm seeing how I've done this, especially in the past, this past year and how it's destroyed relationships. Thank you. And Chloe. Yes, what I, I think it's been brewing for a little while, but what really hit me today is that I have this survival pattern that I've also used in my work, but a survival pattern of being just always just a little bit in the future, just a few seconds in the future, and which allows me to move fast, but then I don't get to feel the water or eat my food or so. And it, and I, and I think it's related to this, the spark that we did on Saturday, which was about staying in the pain. And I, now I realize that I, I avoid the pain by going like two seconds in the future. I avoid the pain, but also I avoid the pain of being with. Thank you. You Clint, you muted Clinton. Martina. Um, a man appeared in my life uh, one week ago and I'm completely crazy. My whole system is getting crazy and I'm full of fear and full of joy. Thank you. So hold on, What's, say more about crazy. It's like the, my system is, is running faster and faster. Everything, the whole system, the organs, the, the, the thinking, the feeling, it's all like uh, it's an acceleration going on in, inside of my body and inside of all, all of my five bodies. That's how it feels. And that's a problem? No. Okay. I, didn't, I wasn't looking for problems. I was just asking about the issues that are up. So thank you for sharing that. Thank you. Uh, Hannah. Yeah, so what I found out today is um, that uh, I'm so much ashamed of having the longing to be with someone. And that even if I pass someone and, and I look someone in the eye and there's a feeling of, wow, that's a, that's a beautiful human being. There's this, I can't do this. Thank you. Yeah. Ingrid. I noticed that uh, what I do most often in relationships and to, every, to everybody is I give the other one my center and I put my attention on myself. And so I'm creating really shit. <laughs> and it should be the, uh, the, the inverse. I, noticed, I really experimented it recently. So I have more 
consciousness about that. And I hope it's going on better. Yeah, thank you. I mean, you're aware of putting your center on yourself and your attention over there. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah you made that distinction. That's, thank you. Okay. That's what you're working on. Thanks a lot. Susanne. Um, I, uh, I make some experiments around the disk of nothing these days and not getting hooked. And um, I realize that I, that it's, when I have the disk of nothing, I can more easily get into contact because I'm not afraid anymore of being in contact. So I don't have to have my, my guard up, which I'm used to having my guard up until here. And I can keep in, uh, like in heart contact and this is new for me and it's um, amazing and I'm, it's really joyful. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Shannon. Uh, can't hear you yet. You're still. Are you, are you talking about me or who are you? Shannon. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, this past week I spent time just observing my patriarchy. Um, the ways in which I need to be right the ways um, uh. that I need to be superior, um, how competition shows up, and um, kind of also scare, yeah, there's a lot of fear. <laughs> um, and I also feel sadness and fear around not being part of the chats. I was hoping that other people were writing the ways in which they were challenging their patriarchy. And I kind of, I feel like I need to challenge it. Like I need to not just be aware of it, but now look into how do I make a different choice. Thank you. Okay. Uh, it's my first time on the call, but, and I just got in. That's not the question. <laughs> the question is, what are you, what's up for you with relationship right now? What are you working with? What are you experimenting with? We'll come um, back to you. We'll come back okay. to you at some point. Divyamshu. Okay. Um, I'm in a pretty liquid state for about three weeks now since we had a process together. And I felt it changed a lot to, in regards to my relationship to other people. Like uh, there was a birthday party, which I normally don't like. But I found myself in the middle of it and connecting to everyone. And I was really surprised. And just now, I don't really know yeah, what to say for, for the present. I feel things are changing, like the practice is completely down. I was really shocked today to see in the garden that uh, that's the relation not to human beings, but to Mother Earth, uh, that my seedlings of pumpkins almost died. I don't know what happens. I mean, something's really fundamentally changing. Thank you. Let's say it's positive or negative, but it, I'm in the process of being um whirlpooled i would say thank you <laughs> thank you mia i'm practicing being in my adult ego state with all four feelings 
Thank you. Maria. Um, I've had a pretty cool experience in the past five days um, of it's like the, we talked a bunch of weeks ago about when matrix appears, like when you don't see it coming and then all of a sudden it's like there. So it's been, I've been able to take some sharp lefts and have more fun in my family and uh, get some direction from some really powerful women in this group. And I feel really glad about that. Thank you. Thank you. Tiffany. Hi. <laughs> All right. Devin. Yeah. Um, I am working on, um, I've been feeling a lot of jealousy uh, with, with uh, close friends lately. And I've been working on just getting really naked about my resentments and jealousy with them and um, standing in that. All right, wow. Thank you, Patrizio. Yeah, I'm practicing uh, being a pirate and <clears throat> going to the edge, I'm going to Spain, so I feel like totally <clears throat> the fear and the joy of um, just navigating um, also being able to see uh, other others people's uh, grumbling and not having to kill them. <laughs> Thank you, Eduardo. <laughs> Hello, Clinton. Hello, all. Nice to meet you. First time here. Well, uh, I've been working on on um, on connecting with my anger, and uh, yesterday I used it very effectively to face my fears. Uh, so I was very happy to, to see how it worked so well. And um, I've also been working on identifying more my my gremlins, uh, you know, a use of, of, of getting me into, into the responsible victim and, and, and um, trying to save people that way. And uh, uh, also, and so, so I've been seeing that and, and being more aware of that and be spotting it in different ways. And, and I started, I'm like, hey, that's my, <laughs> that's my responsible victim. Thank you. So, Perfect. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Michelle. Hi, everyone. I've been, I'll make a distinction. In my relationships in general, I feel empowered, centered, tons of joy and people are, I share a lot of connection with many, 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 many people, unimaginable amount of people that have shown up from the past, from the present. And the distinction is I have a lot of fear regarding one particular relationship that I'm mm, full force wanting and I'm all in. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. A bet. Yeah, I'm uh, experimenting with 
333 sadness and 333 joy in another group. And I realized that, yeah, that there are similarities and differences and I'm experiencing them. Yeah. And I'm still liquid about uh, ending my love experiment. Thank you. Uh, and yeah, I'm looking forward for some emotional feeling process. Thank you. Okay. Thanks a lot. Jennifer. Hi. I'm in, I'm in joy because I'm, uh, I feel joy because I'm headed to Seattle, but I have a lot of fear because I'm going back to an old game world full of a lot of low drama. And I've created a different game world in Miami. And so my experiment is how can I stay in my center and, um, yeah, not be adaptable or go into low drama. So I fear about that. Yeah, thank you. Mm -hmm. I, I Hi, I've been uh, in a pretty intense interpersonal conflict with a housemate of mine, and I've been really struggling not to fall into victimhood around this, and been really trying to play with taking responsibility for my part in this conflict. Thank you. Where are you calling from? Seattle, Washington. Thank you. Clarissa. I've been struggling a lot with uh, my gremlin lately. So I feel like he's taking control over me a lot and uh, I kind of just let him. So um yeah he destroys connection there's a lot of low drama going on and it makes me angry sad and fearful scared thank you cool jake um <clears throat> i've been s struggling with the connecting to like the nothingness inside of me without my gremlin turning that into just being passive and without just being it's like as i found this capacity in me to hold a, a really empty space and just really be present um i notice that then so i guess is that i don't even know if it's my gremlin i just get stuck in that where then that's all i'm doing is just being present uh, and sometimes that's the feedback i get is that's not enough um yeah. Thank and, you. and yeah it's it's how to do that without then just taking over the space is, yeah. is what i'm struggling with thank you Ewa. uh i practiced how to be now and feel everything and not stuck in my fear. Just feel my fear and not stuck in it, especially mm -hmm. with others. Thank you. Thank you. Doris. Um, right now I have mixed feelings because Jesse is sitting right next to me and it's like, I'm seeing my box many times and and experiencing my being more and more and admit and show up myself and that's just great. It 
it's like the love comes from me and can expand and it's a great great experience thank you sarka yeah well, hello everybody um i just uh, discovered yesterday the 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 pattern of uh, uh, killing my happiness always in a relationship and uh, I, I, I just it's it's very new from yesterday that so uh, i i'm i'm just now in it and i want to explore it thank you sarah making an effort to own uh my pain and uh to notice it and own it um um, the first thing I'm noticing about it is that before I even notice it, I try to rescue myself from it, or I tell myself a story that I need to rescue others, and I'm already doing that before I even notice it. So I'm just Sarah. To what, pa it. what pain is that? What pain are you talking pain about? Of what the pain of my of the old feeling world of what imagining that feelings are negative or that sensations are negative. So that, um, so just, um, but noticing, just noticing feelings and, and then and I guess I, this, there's a story uh, about them immediately that they're, that they're negative and that they need, that they need rescuing. And I don't even know I'm telling myself that story I'm already rescuing. Thank you. Elizabeth. Hi, um, uh, my relationship has drastically changed because my husband just did ATB two weeks ago and I did it um, last in November and holy shit, it's, it's incredible. It's like I have a, a completely different relationship with my husband. We can now speak the same language and we are living in a completely different world. It's, incredible it's, it's yeah. and i have a lot of joy and fear as well it's like wow i just did these two like unconscious relationship for like five or six years and now this and in the past two weeks it's been like my i have it's, it's, it's been intense i'm very happy for it thank you thank you See, I'm just checking. Tiffany, did you want to say something? What was what was the, the question in the beginning? We'll get back to you. Okay. Shannon. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. So um so um, it's related to two things that came up in, in last week's call. Um, the first one is I'm afraid to put on the G string and show my hairy white ass. I'm joking. Um, but it was something that Phyllis said and, um, it was about, I feel like I'm telling myself a story that I live in Trump land and I'm not going to find somebody who's like-minded, but I did do something. Um, there's a group that I meet with. I belong to my Toastmasters club and I planned dinner for tonight because there's somebody there that I see might be interested in me. And I 
and everybody accepted. And, and so this group, we're having dinner tonight and, and it felt like um, a great first step. Cool. Thank you. Amanda. Hey. Um, yeah, I've been um, feeling um, ever since the ETB, um, I did as well two weeks ago. Everything is, everything is different. Like nothing I see the same. Um, and yeah, I'm just allowing myself to feel everything and trying to feel it more as before I would, I realize now, which I didn't realize that I wouldn't allow that to happen. Mm. Thank you. Cool. Nicole. I'm in an experiment of holding my center and being unhookable and learning to unhook myself while relating with uh, my son who um, is in full-blown gremlin mode. And all this is I think part of a bigger navigation toward the initiation of graduating as a mother after 30 years. Cool. Wow, thank you. Yeah, great. Vicente. Hi, Clinton. That's it? Uh, I'm working with I, Clinton? Sorry. I, I, I was not here before, so I, I'm not following from the beginning. I understand. There are, you and Tiffany have the same vampire sucking your life energy out. It's called reasonableness. So we'll get back to you next lifetime. Hopefully, hopefully that will crash and burn for you and you'll come back to life soon. Because this is, this is, life is a open-ended question. It's an, non-specific question and so life is knocking at your door and you said no thank you and that's okay with me okay i think uh basically we've never done this before really it was just a spontaneous hello from everybody just to have let you guys hear each other's voice i think that one of really the most important thing that can happen or is happening in this team is is that one person says I'm in a, an emotional reaction. I'm, I'm having an emotion uh, that's not, not from the present. It's really, it's a reaction. And I would like to go through the emotional healing process of that. Will you two people help me do that? And you get online with each other and navigate, and the two people hold space and navigate for the third person. And it's a fantastic, evolutionary process that's happening here so i'm just want you to know that i'm um i'm happy off the charts about that that's happening in here so please if you um if, you, if that's you know if you can jump into that for yourself please please do it you know you have this this thing come on you call up to people from the whatsapp group and you just say could you would two people take me through this this emotional healing process and then just go through it. It doesn't take so long, it takes 15 minutes, sometimes 30 minutes, sometimes 40, but it doesn't really take long. And it's so important to just knock the, just like go through those doorways, really go through those doorways. 
it, it will help help uh, support the, your aliveness and your participation in in this kind of thing. So, and Chloe just put up this link to join the study group, and and you can find it right there in the chat, and you'll um, just click on it and, and participate in that. Please make sure you tell us your name when you when you sign into the group, so we can you in our contact list with your name. Cool. I'm about to. I mean, the thing that's up for me in terms of relationship is I'm uh, I'm in Greece and I'm I meet people in the street or in the shops and things, and I I kind of become instant friends with them, and there's a because they're pretty friendly and open around, and then I. Um, the thing, the thing that's up with me is to allow, is like to do nothing with that. To let it be and do nothing with it. Like not try to, you know, give them a card so they, they can find out where expand the box is or try not to put them in my mailing list or try not to uh, make any promises or buy something from them just to be friendly or whatever. It's just kind of to be, so that's what's up for me now is to have a, is to, is to experience and enjoy the friendliness or actually love happening and with ordinary people that I meet in day-to-day -day contact and, and do nothing with it, just sort of receive the blessing of it in a way and feel glad. I don't, it's like that. It's like to just let it be there. This is where I'm experimenting right now. Great. I'm, I would like to jump right now into reading from our book together for a while here, and then we'll talk about it with some questions and stuff as we go along. We're reading from the Radiant Joy Brilliant Love book, which has also been republished with a new title called Building Love That Lasts, the same book. And today we're, we're on page 54. And we're, it's, as I've mentioned each time, the, the book is kind of in three sections. And the first section is the ordinary and the basically the shadow world or the underworld part, the unconscious part of it. And so it's for weeks now. Every time we get on this call, it looks worse. It just gets worse and worse. And so I'm really surprised there's still this many people who, who are on this journey and want to continue because it does it's not a pretty sight. It's 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 complex, it's dark, it's, I mean, we just, yet last time we, we talked, we, we just went through this whole long list of how patriarchy shapes our culture. And every single one of these things was uh, something not to be proud of as a human being. You know, if an alien comes here, says, what are you guys proud of? You would, you would try to not say anything on this list unless you were some kind of psychopath or, you know, patriarchal asshole, but that these are really the side effects of our ongoing daily interaction in the context of patriarchy. And since where we're headed, where, where the whole and purpose of the study group and the whole purpose of the book is to give us the maps and to understand, like to figure out where we are and how to get that there is someplace else to go. The first part of that is you have to find the little X on the map which is where you are. And so 
many times we'll I will read something from the book and people go, God, that's where I am. You know, that's what's happening. And in order to go somewhere else, you really have to be where you are first, even if it's, even if it's painful, even if it's shameful, even if it's embarrassing, even if it's hard to admit. And, and so try to not beat yourself up too much. Like every single little piece of clarity that you get about where you are in terms of your, your, your need for somebody to love you, for example. If you, you know, if you're walking through, somebody mentioned that you're walking through town and, you, and you're longing for somebody to love you. Like, so you're, you know, you're basically a vacuum cleaner, you know, or, or a, you, know, you have an unmet need inside from childhood that's dominating your, um, offers the kind of offer that you're making to people around you is that if you come close i will i will vacuum you out basically you know i have this unfillable hole in me and i will vacuum you out okay well that's where you are then and i'm not trying to say it's bad or or anything all i'm saying is okay i'm trying to look cool or i'm trying to be attractive or i'm trying to get in relationship or i'm trying to <coughs> i'm trying to co-create something with somebody but I, I, I need somebody to love me, you know, like that. And rather than later on, as we get further into the possibilities of relationship, where, where you become a source, where you actually source um, this, you actually sourcing the quality of the interaction in the moment ongoingly without being a victim. It's not, it's not necessarily a fair conversation, but you get to be yourself and you get to create and you get to collaborate and participate and interact. And these, this is where we're headed. But in order to do that, it's sort of like getting in a boat and you want to take your boat and sail somewhere. And, but the, you, the, the boat has these holes in the bottom and the water's leaking out through the, the, hull of your boat the water's just leaking in if you don't plug the holes you're going down it's you're not going to get anywhere so it's about going oh shit i there's these holes there's these energy drains there's this distractions there's these incomplete emotional needs there's all this stuff going on that i wasn't aware of before because my father did the same thing my my cousin does the same thing the people at school do the same thing like, so it's surprising to discover that most of the love songs on, on the radio and most of the movie characters in the cinema are demonstrating ordinary human relationship. And that we have so little models or so few invitations or, or to, to get some grasp that there's something else is possible. So it's a real surprise on the one hand to go, you mean this isn't all there is? You mean there's something beyond this? And but then, but then it we we have such a God, it's a self-critical nature, a self-hatred almost. We have this tendency towards self-hatred, this judgmental, critical, self-abuse almost, almost masochistic self-judgment criticism thing going on all the time, and it's a secret. It's a secret little thing going on inside of us. I mean, we think it's a secret, 
but it's how many people have that going on this little this judgmental critical anal you know decide you know yeah so so that thing that thing is left over from childhood it's a it's an uninitiated state it's a and chloe can you if you get a you you and i were talking about this not so long ago but if, if you have do you have a way to talk about that that can help people i mean i heard you talk with other people about it there's just this it's this thing about um when i am judging criticizing myself yeah go ahead I don't know if I was going to talk about the judging or the criticizing. And it was um, this state of wondering why the universe is not dedicated to making us happy. Like, why aren't people or our life or our friends, our partner, how come they're not, they're not dedicating themselves to make ourselves happy because it seems like we're dedicating to, to make everybody else's happy. So how come they're not dedicated to that? And, and how come we end up in those situations that, I mean, I, what I observe, I think is a lot, we isolate ourselves. I think one of the choices when we start feeling the pain of like, I don't want to have another ordinary conversation. I don't want to talk about the weather or Trump or the politics or, and the, the reaction is I'm going to be by myself until I, it's too much. And then I'm going to go and try to find some friend and party or going to try and do what we do with my ordinary friends or, and, Yeah, and in a way, it's like, okay, what about, what about the mystery of life? Like, I think the mystery of life is a lot about going on adventures and a lot about going on challenges and places that we don't, we don't know what's going to happen, but the universe opens doors, I think, a lot around us. There's a lot of doors of people wanting to talk to us on the street or somebody... Uh, even like somebody making eye contact with us or even on the group, on the WhatsApp group saying, hello, you know, somebody says, my name is Devin and okay. Oh, hello, David. I'm so glad that you're here. Okay. That's, that's a, the universe opening a door. And what if we said yes? No, we don't. And, and there's this part of, and maybe that's related to my, my own process right now, but, I realized that the moment, because I got my anger back, I can say yes. Because I got my anger back, I can say yes, because now I can decide, moment to moment to moment, I can decide yes, no, yes, no, something else. What about this? And, and so this isolation mechanism, I think has this part of, yeah, this victimhood of, why won't, why won't the universe dedicate themselves or itself to make me happy or make me brilliant or radiant or and and it's and in a way the universe is there for that 
and it's about aligning yourself with the universe. Like I'm sort of going off track, but I was reading a friend today was writing about how she didn't think she could make money out of her, out of doing the work, her, her work, which is mostly the evolution of consciousness. And then all of a sudden she realized that she had more money that she, that she ever had before in any kind of other corporate or any kind of other job. And I was so glad that she would share that because it's like, it is possible to source the resources that we need. So some people need, like one of the resources that you need right now is money. Okay, other pe- some of us is extraordinary relationship or like experiment or like adventure. I have something about going on adventures. I think those opens a lot of door because we stop being in our routine. And, and so, I mean, some of you mentioned that you were considered in a relationship or in a marriage or you have a husband or, and what amazed me in my experiment with Clinton is every morning we wake up and be like, okay, what adventure are we going to go on today? And sometimes I make an offer and sometimes he make an offer. And, and then we would make counter offers to each other about going on adventures every day. And, and sometimes we don't even leave the house, but it doesn't need to be on a motorcycle or being in Greece or, I mean, those are massive adventures, but it can also be day to day. Like yesterday, I made a barbecue by myself. I didn't know I could make a barbecue by myself. And that was totally extraordinary. And I, I, Clinton was like scared, but he was supporting me. And, and that was a total adventure that, that filled me. Yeah. I don't know if that's what you were asking for. This is the one who doesn't know what he's asking for either. To be more clear about that, I want to challenge us as a team to enter the next seven days free of self-criticism. And there's some tricks, there's some ways to do that. There's some ways to do that. One of the first ways is to agree with yourself that even if you catch yourself criticizing yourself, you don't criticize yourself for criticizing yourself, right? All right, this is the first thing. So, I mean, there's different ways to do this. One is to get it that there's 1,899 parts per billion of methane in the atmosphere right now. 1,899 parts per billion of methane in the atmosphere right now, increasing at an incredible rate, coming out of the Siberian Sea in large chimneys of methane bubbles from the methane clathrates that are because the warming water from the from the Gulf Stream has gone through the um, Gatkal Ridge, which is an underwater ice block that's melted now because of the, of the ocean, the warmer water coming off the Greenland has melted the Gatkal Ridge ice block. And so the Gulf Stream has gone up in the Siberian Sea and it's releasing gigatons of methane into the atmosphere. And there's nothing we can do about that. So we are actually at a level of methane in the atmosphere right now which is 12 degrees hotter 
than what it is right now on the planet. And there's nothing human beings can do to change that right now. All right, I'm not saying this to shock you or scare you. This is a completely different um, theme. But if you get it, that it that really nothing else matters right now, then you don't have to criticize yourself anymore. You get this? It doesn't matter. Nobody is going to catch you uh, or test you. You're out of school. The world's going to end. You know, it's like, look, you could stop judging yourself and criticizing yourself and hating yourself for seven days. Okay. And so that's one way you could go about this. And another way that you could go about this is each time you want to criticize yourself, put 10 euros in an envelope and send it to me and then Chloe and we'll use it for a good cause. Another thing you could do is in every time you want to criticize yourself, realize that you're bored. You're actually bored. And you've got the most entertaining, you can, it's sort of like, the most entertaining, entertaining thing you can do is, is judge yourself or destroy yourself innerly. Have a secret world going on where you're just beating the shit out of yourself. You're judging, criticizing, you know, blaming yourself. You, you're like, okay, and so you're so bored. So every time you want to judge yourself at all, even with the tiniest little thing, even if you say a word wrong, even if you spit on the, on the screen while you're overpronouncing your S's, like even if you're early for an appointment or if you're, you have a, some tomato sauce dripped on your shirt or like, like if you think, if you don't think fast enough, you don't, whatever it is that you come up with to criticize yourself, do go on an adventure instead. Again, Chloe said, like go on and like do something you never did before. Just go do something you never did before. So, so there are so many things that you've never done before that, I, you know, I don't know if you've ever, in, while you're standing in line at the grocery store, if you ever shook hands with the person behind you or shake both of your hands behind your back with each other and kind of have a conversation between your two hands. I mean, turn around at the grocery store and give the person behind you a dollar or a euro just say, I'm doing an experiment. Will you accept this for me? Or um, sing out loud. I mean, I was on a little motor scooter today singing a song about, about my whole life, my whole life from Harry Chapin. It's a Harry Chapin song about my whole life's a circle. But I, I sang the song, my whole life's an adventure from sunrise till sundown. The moon rolls through the nighttime till the daybreak comes around. My whole life's an adventure, and I can't tell you why. The seasons, they go round and round, and the years keep rolling by. So I was singing this song on the motorcycle today. Like, because instead of beating myself up. So, so you get, do you get this? One whole week, not not criticizing yourself at all because the world's coming to an end and you don't it is, who cares you, you can stop criticizing yourself and chloe could you explain that i was like no i wrote nobody cares about my failures like, nobody cares 
<laughs> what if it's true? Nobody cares about your failures anymore. Like your dad is not looking over your shoulder. The teacher's not there. Your mom is not like telling you how to eat your peas. You know, there's nobody there. And so even if you're with another human being, they're, they, there's nothing that they can do that actually matters in terms of judging you or criticizing you because they're judging or criticizing themselves also. So it's like, God, you know. I have another experiment though. It's also to go on adventures or, cha what are, or challenges. And it's also give other people challenges. Like I'm reading this book from Isaac Asimov. Maybe some of you know the, the series of Foundation. So this is the first, first book, Prelude to Foundation. And this is guy who's actually famous in the future, but in the first book, he doesn't know he's famous. And this other guy is like, I don't know what you're creating. I, I don't understand mathematics, but I, I need you to figure this out. I need you to figure this out for the universe or for whatever. In that case, it's for the galaxy. And, and because this guy took a stand and said, I need this, then this other guy invents the science that then becomes famous and, and changes the, the universe, which, if I may, also happen to Clinton about this book. Somebody told Clinton, I want to read this book, and that's why Radiant Jubilant Love is written and is changing the life of, you know, hundreds and maybe thousands of people around the world. So by giving a challenge to somebody else, you don't know how you're going to actually change the world. So it might not actually be about you creating it, but being the one who challenges people to create. And the challenge right now is I, I need you to not criticize yourself for 24 hours a day for seven days, zero. Just off, get off it. Like, stop it. Stop it. Just, it's just not allowed anymore. It's completely just not allowed. It's like, it's like, it's like, what is it? It's like going into the mafia controlled bar in the scrotiest part of town and just, I mean, just don't go in there. Beating yourself up is like going into this mafia bar and just like risking your life for no reason and they're gonna even if you order a beer somebody spits in it behind the counter like why would you even go in there so so don't just don't go in the bar you know that's what it, that's the challenge i need you to not hate yourself for seven days 24 hours a day day and night to get off it about hating yourself even if you think you should have if you think you should be happy for example you think you should be happy and you're not. So then you beat yourself up. That doesn't even that doesn't even make you happy to beat yourself up. You know, so why are you doing it? So look, anybody not understand the challenge here? I don't see any hands up. This is fantastic. Everybody gets it. Okay. Great. We're on a new page. All right. <clears throat> I'm going to read from page 54 called a section called a new solution. 
I think that's appropriate. I don't know what it's going to say, but it's a new solution. Remember, we're talking about patriarchy here. Patriarchy is not the only solution to life. Just like steak and potatoes is not the only solution to what to have for dinner. The real question here is how have we lost our personal ability to choose and live out a wider variety of alternatives than are allowed by standard human intelligence thoughtware? S H I T, standard human intelligence thoughtware. That's what we got from, from school, from the television, from our parents, from our government, from everybody. Standard human intelligence thoughtware. <clears throat> How do we regain our ability to choose and live out a wider variety of alternatives than standard human intelligence thoughtware? You have the power to answer that question in an interesting way by actually choosing attitudes and actions that are not offered by our present culture, by modern culture. You could do this in thousands of ways. You could, you could, for example, love your wife and children more than anything else, more than your Rolex watch, your Mercedes Benz, your bank account. You could define your neighborhood or your part of the apartment building as your village and hold village meetings once a week divided into men's culture, women's culture, and children's culture with village-wide festivals four times a year. There's nothing stopping you from doing that. I have a vague memory that we read this before, but it's such good stuff reading it again. You could start a school for children uh, between the ages of 880 that teaches from this book or other non-belief-centered books and provides upgraded thoughtware. You could empower and organize men and women to provide rites of passage for your teenagers. So they have a foundation that is broader and deeper than modern culture can offer them to use for the rest of their lives. There's nothing stopping you from doing this, except maybe you just didn't think of it before. So <clears throat> you could give up trying to meet economic standards that are set for you by a culture that is exterminating life on planet Earth, and instead figure out who you are and how to make best use of your time while you are still alive. In fact, you could do that with each other in the WhatsApp group, for example. You could have ongoing calls, connections, experiments, and conversations to figure out who you are and how to make the best use of your time while you are alive. You could reclaim your power to take non-ordinary actions right here, right now, while reading this sentence. And then you could exercise that power again and again and again, every three seconds from now on for the rest of your life. How do you actually reclaim your power to choose something that is not offered on the menu? 
this is an astonishing question because having that power is inalienable. Such a power is not something that can be taken away from you. How you reclaim the power to choose from all options rather than only from the options presented is to specifically and exactly figure out how you are right now pretending that you do not have that power. Just read that last thing again. How you reclaim the power to choose from all options rather than only from the options presented is to specifically and exactly figure out how you are right now pretending that you do not have that power. I'm, I'm, I'm stressing this. It's so important to me, this thing, because extraordinary relationship is ongoing nonlinear creation, ongoing nonlinear offers, meaning that, for example, if you if you watch, how many people watched the movie Pleasantville? How many people saw? Oh, good. God, at least some people put your hands up. Great. So there's this scene in Pleasantville where the guy walks in the door, the husband, and puts his coat off, puts his hat on the on the hat rack, and says, "Honey, I'm home." Right. Every single day he says that. Okay. Well, there's a lot of things that we, each one of us, are doing that. Each one of us is, are doing things that are predictable, that are that other people, um, that, that are linear, that other people think they understand about us, that make people think they, under, they know us, that make people think that they, that, that's familiar to them. So every day we're doing those kind of things. Those are called linear offers. Linear offers are the ones that are the same each time that are logical or reasonable or understandable. And we, you know, we, a lot of us are doing that because we want to be nice people or good people, or we want to be friendly people, or we want to be in some way not scary to other people. So we try to, we try to do the things that are vanilla flavored, the things that are, we should do, or that we are supposed to do. And we behave in that way, and it kills the possibility of relationship because it's linear. The aliveness of relationship comes moment to moment through creating nonlinear offers, offers that are not expected, not predicted, not, not part of the program, not being nice not being sane even, okay? So, this, so that's why it's so important is to have these options to choose from that are not on the menu. Because if we, don't, if we only have the things to choose from that your father or mother had to choose from, then you're stuck in this rut or a track. You're stuck in a program that's completely predictable and known and destroys or undermines the, the nonlinear 
possibilities available in a, the aliveness of connection and relationship between um, you know human beings so the last sentence in this paragraph which is the last sentence in this section called a new solution says this answer the one about figuring out how you are right now pretending that you do not have that power that answer gives you the key to get through all patriarchal defenses this answer that says figure out now how you are right now pretending that you do not have the power to choose from unlimited options from all options how you are blocking yourself from that that answer gives you the key to get through all patriarchal defenses people when you start understanding or facing into the subversion the domination of the patriarchy in our lives the way that that the modern culture has has pervades like interferes has invaded our lives and the way we think and feel and perceive like that the way the degree to which that is happening when you start getting a sense of that there can be despair or there can be just this hopeless or this outrage even but it's a powerless outrage so who who are you going to yell at you know the government who are you going to yell at the television you know what what are you you're going to go up and just start shouting in front of a mcdonald's franchise restaurant you know one one of these what how are you going to express the insanity of that when you walk through the middle of town it's overrun by cars so you have to fear for your life in the middle of the town and not only that but every third store is a shoe store like how, what how are you going to face into the insanity that you know there's there's you know villagers in in korea who are busily manufacturing a, some ungodly number of more shoes for people you know to be shipped over and put into the shops every third shop in your in your town is a shoe store what is going on about this you know you know so how what what do you how do you get through all that well the answer to that is choose from options that are not on the menu so i mean when i was with phyllis and three other people in baja california mexico we learned how to make our own shoes out of old used tires and those shoes never wear out you carve them with a an, a special knife and you, you lace them up with some leather or string or whatever and and they just you just wear them for the rest of your life they never well if you if you wear it out after fifty thousand miles you know you can have it retread they can put a new tread on the bottom so i mean so i so so there are answers to to not having to buy another pair of shoes but it's scary to do that anyway i would like to read the next part and then we can talk for a while the next part is called your job still page 54. your job is to personally rediscover and implement the knowledge 
of the interrelationship of all beings as the basis of your feeling, thinking, and acting. Okay, through your personal experimentation, matriarchal egalitarianism, mutuality, and love of life can regain a footing all over the world as viable alternatives to Western globalization. This cannot happen by decree, like it doesn't happen by law. You can't just declare it is like that. There will be no mass awakening. This is not theoretical. Evolution happens one person, one experiment, one insight at a time. Doing these experiments is your job. I mean, this is the thing that's been turning me on the last couple years. Every time you do a new experiment, you change the entire shape of the human morphogenetic field on planet Earth. Every time, so the way to transform what's possible in the world is to transform yourself. And that's why every single one of these little experiments is so important, even if it doesn't work. Maybe even especially if it doesn't work. If it doesn't work and you don't beat yourself up, you get an extra piece of chocolate. So the, the thing is really, if, if you have the capacity to, to start doing experiments that, don't, that nobody can predict and that may or may not work and it doesn't matter to you, that you don't beat yourself up about it, you are originating new culture. You're originating new cultural space which other people can then more easily occupy. You know, you're knocking a hole in the side of the wall. You go through, well, the hole stays there. Other people will find the hole and go, God, there's a hole. Where does this go? And then they follow you. And then some more people. And pretty soon they make the hole bigger. Pretty soon we have new culture. So in a way, I was telling in Chloe how, how glad I am about this virus that has forced us to have a study group online. And not just that, there's study groups all over. Mia has a couple of study groups. I don't know who other people have study groups going on. All, all, Habet has study groups going on in Berlin. And, and Nicole has study groups. So, so it's like this flourishing of study groups, this is the hole in the wall. We're, the, we're like the hole in the wall gang. You know, we made a hole in the wall, we went through, all these people are, we're, we're out there doing stuff that what I would not have done this before, before I was forced to sit in a German apartment building for, for four months, you know, in a lockdown. It, it, until that happened, I would not have done this. But, you know, I got so bored with me that I wanted to talk to some other people and hello. So we get to do this. So you can do it too. And that's anyway. So. <clears throat> doing these experiments is your job. This is the way, this is the path. The rest of the book is gonna be the path. This is these experiments. Because matriarchal concepts, I'm actually, what I mean is archiarchal concepts. So the, the culture that comes after matriarchy and patriarchy have run their course in the world is called archiarchy. And it's the creative collaboration of the adult-initiated feminine in 
you know, collaborating with the adult initiated masculine and just like it's this force, this is interaction, this whole, however you play it out, it is this co-creation with another human being. And this is called archiarchy. So the 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 concepts, you know, the, the thought where from archiarchy is so shocking and foreign to somebody in patriarchy. It is beyond the scope of this book to create an understanding in the reader about archaeological values. I disagree. Whoever wrote this book, I disagree with that. You can learn more about archaearchy and archaearchy values from a website called archaearchy.org, for example. <laughs> in the book it says here, it says from Rianne Isley's book called The Chalice and the Blade. I think it's old thoughtware in there. I think I think I wouldn't I wouldn't suggest you go there. I suggest you invent the thoughtware yourself with us. What is important to know, what is important is to know that although we do not presently see it, our the patriarchal viewpoint completely imprisons your thinking through perceptual distortions. So you guys are all geniuses, basically you guys are geniuses and you look at the world and you think you see what's there, but you don't. Because your perceptions are distorted by the culture you were born and raised in. I think that should be obvious. If you've traveled around the world and been in different cultures like here, you know, in Greece, God, they look at each, we went to we went to a little cafe on our adventure today for breakfast, and there was about 15 people in the restaurant. One of them was a woman, and she was behind the counter. And the rest of them were these kind of large Greek men sitting around drinking coffee that you could pave the road with. This coffee would take the paint off the walls. This coffee is so is so nasty. God, you can just take a sniff of it and you'll stay awake the rest of the day. So, and these guys were sitting around for hours. He's like, they weigh about a half a ton each, these guys. And they, and they were all looking over at me and going, what's wrong with him? He's sitting with a woman. Why doesn't he come over and talk to us? You know, why is, what's, there's something wrong with that guy. He doesn't get it. The woman is supposed to be at home. So anyway, the people in Greece, they see things a certain way, the same way that you and I see, have, were born and raised to see things in the, in the way that modern culture wanted us to see them. We have perceptual distortions built into the way we are seeing things. And if you don't look at the way you see things, that's where there's a, a cool website beginning to happen called self-observation. If you can you split off a piece of your attention put it outside of your box and turn the eyes around. So you put your eye, 10% of your attention, you put it outside your box, turn it around and just look at yourself with no judgment or criticism at all. It's neutral self-observation, absolutely neutral. Yep. Nobody can do this for you. Nobody can stop you from doing it. When you observe what you are observing with, when you start noticing how you notice, you will see that you're not noticing everything. 
you are missing a lot. And you are seeing in the same distorted way that all the other people from the modern culture are, are seeing in this distorted way. There's other ways to see. So we have perceptual distortions. You can see them by splitting off part of your attention, turning it around, looking at yourself, and just watching yourself all day long. Don't do this at the beginning. Don't do this while you're driving a car. It's a bad idea to do this while you're driving a car at first. Later on, you, like after a couple of years of practice of self-observation, you, you can do it. You can do observe yourself while you're driving. But at the first couple of years, don't do it while you're driving because you will go into this distorted uh, space. All right. Your job is to start carefully observing the steel bars of your patriarchal story until the bars get fuzzy around the edges and dissolve under the heat of your inquiry. They dissolve under the heat of your observing them. You just really look at them. You look at the ways that you're forced to perceive and see things a certain way, and you look at it with such intensity that the bars just go fuzzy. They go, why? That's, that's crazy. Like, why is it? It's not judgment or criticism. It's just you perceive what you are perceiving with, and the bars melt down. The, you know, the, the laws melt down. The, the thing that's forcing you to see it a certain way, the rules, the beliefs, the attitudes, they just melt down. Studying the patriarchal worldview and persistently asking why it is, why is it like this? What's the payoff? What, what do we get? Like, how did this happen? Why is it like this? Reveals experientially that patriarchal distortions are imaginary. They're completely imaginary. The whole construct of modern culture is imaginary, but you don't see that until you observe it. So objectively scrutinizing the patriarchy unfolds realizations in you that consciously and responsibly subvert the patriarchy first in you. When you subvert it in yourself, then the thing can't grab on you anymore. It has nothing to hold on in you anymore. And then it just kind of, it just, it's like you've, you become, you shift into a different dimension. It can't grab you anymore. So by scrutinizing the patriarchy, it unfolds clarity in you that consciously and responsibly subverts the patriarchy. Subverting the patriarchy is different from overthrowing the patriarchy. You don't have to overthrow the patriarchy. You can't overthrow the patriarchy. Forget overthrowing the patriarchy. It's not about that. For example, you subvert the patriarchy when you use the patriarchy itself for a purpose other than that for which it was originally intended. There's tons of ways to figure that out. Just get together with somebody on the call here and go, give me 10 ways to use the patriarchy for ways it was not originally intended. Come up with a list. It's a list of experiments. Do the experiments and write them to us. And we'll put it on our website and share it with everybody else. Rather than regarding patriarchal assumptions as barriers to your development, you can interact with patriarchal assumptions as your personal jungle gym 
for developing a fluidity of being, different ways of being that do not conform to the jungle gym, to the bars of the patriarchy, to the way you're supposed to be. Then you are using the patriarchy rather than the patriarchy using you. Like right now, we're just all consumers. We're just all pawns in, in other people's economic uh, prison camps. So as, as the spiritual teacher Lee Lozovic puts it, be that which nothing can take root in. That is, through practice, you can become that in which a rigid reaction to the patriarchy cannot take root. Meaning, you don't, it's, it's not necessary to fight the patriarchy. In fact, fighting the patriarchy is what the patriarchy wants. Because if you fight the patriarchy, then they have an enemy. And the best thing the, enemy, the patriarchy can do is go fight enemies. You get that? The whole game is designed to define enemies. Don't become an enemy. So, so, so be, become like, you can become that in which a rigid reaction to the patriarchy cannot take root in you. Don't, it, just like let it slide by. You know, become mud, become air, become light, you know, become some perfume from frangipani. And the, and the, and the patriarchy can't get a hold of that. That's, that's what I'm saying. You, you can do this kind of stuff that we're talking about now, all this stuff, and the it's undermining and subverting the patriarchy, and they don't even know what we're talking about. They can't even wrap their minds around it. It's so far off the charts. It's just in this other dimension. Go. Just really go. Some of you have to do some healing processes that have to do with being burned at the stake before. Some of you have been, probably most of you, been burned at the stake before as a witch, a heretic, a non-believer, something like that. Does anybody have memories of that? Do you have, do you have a physical memory of being like burned at the stake before? Okay. All right. So, so there's, you probably have more than one. If you did it one time, it probably happened more often. And the ones who didn't put your hand up, you just didn't remember yet. But all I'm saying is, do those processes, do the healing processes, because while you were being burned or tortured or torn apart in little pieces and fed to the lions or whatever they did to you, while that was happening, you made decisions to disempower yourself so that it would never happen again. You said, I'm, I'm not going to try to help people. I'm not going to try to heal people. I'm not going to serve people. I'm not going to make myself visible. I'm not going to share my opinions and insights. I'm not going to show up. I'm not going to commit. I'm not going to take a stand. I'm not going to lead people. I'm not going to hold space for people in groups I'm, because I will get killed again. I'm not going to do this again. And therefore, and the thing is, you make a decision like that, and then you forget that you made the decision. But the decision doesn't go away it still does its work. And then your lives continue to show up in direct correspondence with the decision, even though you forgot that you made the decision. So some of these emotional healing processes that we're talking about that you can do with each other, you just let the emotion get bigger and you follow it back and it'll come from some time when you were just getting burned at the stake. And all you have to do is go back in that moment and go, okay, 
what did you decide? Go in there, have the feelings. They're huge. It's horrible. It's huge. There's really big fear, big anger, big sadness. All those people you loved who betrayed you or whatever happened, the ones who turned you in, you know, the ones you thought who were your friends. You know, you have to go through these and and then you 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 look at your old decisions. That's really what you need to do is find your old decisions. Don't worry about new decisions. That'll kind of happen by itself. What you really want to do is focus on remembering, discovering what the old decisions were, and you make them conscious, and then you can make other decisions besides that. So if you do this stuff, this is called practice. This is the, the healing stuff. The patriarchy's grip on your personal convictions loosens because through these processes, your convictions evolve into something non-grippable. That's what this work is about. That's, that's what we're gonna do for the rest of these pages, is we're gonna make your convictions into something non-grippable. This writing is not a call to revolution. This writing is a call to evolution. Your evolution. Overthrowing the patriarchy is completely irrelevant. What is relevant is you waking up to who you are. End of section two. Whatever it was. 3A, section 3A. So we're on page 55. I'd like to just, we, this is a lot. We just put a lot on the table here. And it was, a lot of it was extraordinary that we put on the table. A lot of it is extraordinary. Notice that we lost about 10 people in the conversation. So I'm okay with that. <laughs> so the, anybody have anything going on? We can just sit here for a few minutes in silence. Ingrid, go ahead. Uh, what really, um... Uh, touches me uh, yeah, is uh, what you said about uh, uh, old memories of other lives. Uh, I have the impression that I'm living with a torturer, with my torturer now. My, my husband is my torturer for, for mother life. And I'm, uh, I have no idea what my, my decision was in this moment. But um, uh, I mean uh, the the other lives. Uh, but I'm very happy and very glad and thankful that I didn't uh, didn't leave my husband at a moment when uh, when it was really difficult for me. And now I'm seeing more and more with with astonishment and with. Um, with gratitude how wise he is how how i mean how i, I didn't see him I, I i i saw him only through the filter of my torture and now i began to i i start seeing him differently and i'm seeing a different really a different person i was Unbelievable, far away from perceiving him as he is. And I'm so grateful that 
I'm yeah I, I, I think I will discover much 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 more and uh, yeah I'm grateful that I'm still there thank you Um, I'd like to say something. Um, I really like resonated and related to when you were talking about the fact that the goal is like not at all to fight the patriarchy and all of that and that that just gives them exactly what they want. And I feel like I feel like I relate to that a lot more because I'm really young. Well, I'm pretty young. And this whole millennial culture and everything I see people my age doing and all my friends and everybody is, you know, going to these riots, going to the, um, I don't even know what, uh, all the, all the things that they go to the protests, all these things. And like, I never went to one and a lot of my friends were going to them and they're like, Oh, why don't you join us? And like, I just, I couldn't, I didn't, before all of this work, I didn't really have the way to explain it, but I just never felt like that was going to do anything. I just felt like it was another part of the game. Like you guys are just another, another part of the minion game running around fighting, posting on social media so that you can feel like you're doing something and it's going to do absolutely nothing. And like, I always knew that, but I'm just trying to like find a way to like, as someone who's younger, kind of like navigate in that youth where everybody's doing this thing and it's all about, you know, protesting and, and people will maybe look down on you or say that you're like being oblivious or that you're not, that you're maybe even like racist or that you don't care because you're not doing these things that they're doing. Um, and, and I, I think sometimes it's a little hard to, get people my age on board with like some of the other things and not the 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 woke culture that is really nothing meaningful kind of at least I see it that way um so I just wanted to mention that yeah thank you, thank you. I just typed in as a message for everybody a, a website called every generation and it has quite a bit of uh, support for what you just said. So you might take a look at it or share it around with some of your friends as a way of box expansion. Hello, Rudiger. You do not look like you're in Bali anymore. So um, the official meeting ends in three minutes, but we'll stick around and talk for a little while after that. And we're in the middle of a conversation about what we were reading in the book. Does somebody else have something coming up that you want to talk about? Uh, yeah, I would like to ask, uh, how do we know that we can't overthrow the patriarchy? Like, did anyone do this experiment or? I encourage you, Dor, to refine your question. I encourage okay, you to I'm do, gonna... I encourage you to research, find out what your gremlin is up to. Find out what kind of purpose is behind your question. Just really, really live in that question for a while. It's a, the question just right now came out of your mind and it's not gonna be really useful for any kind of a, a response to that question from your mind. But take a look, I encourage you to really inspect it. Live with that question for this week and come back next week and we can 
and just share with us what you discover. Is that okay? What's up with you behind that question? Yes, of course. Cool. Thank you, sir. It, it occurred to me that uh, when you were talking about being burned at the stake and decisions that we made, that yes, in past lives, but it occurred to me that I feel I've been burned at the stake in this life. Wow. And had to make decisions as a, at a young age and had to make some decisions around yeah. how I was going to survive. And so I really appreciated that, that, you know, speaking about that and that awareness. And I actually would like to hear more. I, I only wrote down a couple of decisions, but you talked about a lot of them. I'd like to hear, I'd like to hear the whole list at some point. Well, right there in your energetic body, you've got a whole list of those old decisions. So it'd be great for you to ask for a couple of people to hold space and write down while you kind of shut your eyes and go into one, two, or three of those, of those incidents deeply, you know, and actually feel the anger and the fear and the sadness and the old decisions will come up. But you really have to emotionally get past 35% intensity. If you're not past 35% intensity, nothing will really happen. It'll be only in your head. So you have, and, and let the, you have to go back to those moments with the 35% intensity and let, let it come to you because it's in your energetic body. It doesn't, it's not even in your head. And those will be the ones that are, have shaped your life. It's so incredible. I've done this probably, I don't know how many times, eight or 10 times. And each time I discover the decisions that have shaped my life unbelievably. The people I've met, jobs I've had, things that have happened to me has shaped my life from these decisions. Who I am, what I can or can't do. It's all been shaped by these kind of decisions and it's so valuable to do it. So please, it's a, not just you, Phyllis, but really anybody who has some idea that this might be going on please do those do those processes find those find those old decisions thank you thank you so Go ahead, Hannah. yeah um this weekend i did such a process so i actually just come out of such a process and um i I want to share that I feel a big amount of sadness about how this decision involved my life and how it shaped my life. So I feel a lot of sadness. So, Hannah, just to reflect a little bit on, mm. I don't know if you know, but maybe take a look at the recording later on. Mm. While you're talking and trying to tell us how much sadness, you're experiencing, you have a, a smile on your face. Oh, really? So it's not very convincing that you actually are having this sadness. It sounds like you're having the, the, the concept of the sadness or a memory of the sadness. But if, if what you said was really true, you would, there would be tears rolling down your eyes, you'd be sobbing, you would, you would have a completely different expression if mm -hmm. what you said was true. Mm -hmm. So just um, remember that 
this is a safe place. And if you're trying to be in relationship with somebody and you're talking about sadness and you're smiling, it's, it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, um, it's a breakdown. It's a huge uh, gap between you and reality and you and them and you and yourself. So try to, try to bring that, close the gap a little bit. If you're talking about sadness, let the, really have the sadness, okay? Because that's, that's what the trainings are about. It's like in the training, you get access to it. That doesn't mean when you go home, you don't have access anymore. You know, so this is, these are doorways to go through. Then don't, don't, don't come back. You know, don't put the nice, happy face back on because you're talking to us. You know, mm. every single one of these people has a huge sadness, just as huge as you. And we would relate exactly to you being able to, to be sad about that. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Just hold on, Michelle. Okay, Hannah. If you have any, well, any... the sadness coming up now, and yeah, well, go ahead, go ahead. Will... Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Try to not cover your face. Try to not cover your face, and don't don't make it go away. This is this is what this space is for, Hannah. That's why you're here. This is a gift. And I'm I'm also so mad, and I'm looking at the screen and not at you guys. So I I also experienced that the screen is holding me from. Really check this out, Hannah. Check this out. You are looking at a screen, but your heart is connected, not just to me, but to most of the people here. Have big, wide open, broken hearts, and they're with you. And check down into your heart. Yeah. Just, can you feel that? Yeah. <laughs> Just stay there. That's what's really happening. That's why this works. We are connected. I have this thought in my mind. Okay, now it's over. It's enough. You know, I could I could go on for ages. <laughs> I I hope you do. Actually, I hope I. If you ask for two or three people who would be willing to to hear more from you or be with you more, just try that. See who just. Ask if there's a couple of people who would be with you more with this. And then go ahead. Just really do it. Just go ahead and ask. See what happens. Yeah. Is there a couple of people who like to be with me expressing my sadness? So Thanks. write down their names, Hannah. Just write down their names. Janet Redmond, come out of the dark. She's a big white, a big white hand from New Zealand. There's a Janet Redmond hand there, and, and just write down each person's name, okay? Then you've got their names: Ewa, Kalista, Ramona, Shannon, Aithnaliahi, Sarah, 
Yeah. That's a big group. Don't don't cut it off. Like let it in. Devin, did you have your hand up also? Devin, yeah, Devin had his hand up. Michelle, Amanda. Just write them all down. Sometimes they're sleeping. So when they're sleeping, yeah, Nicole has her hand up. Nicole, Sorry. Phyllis. You get Nicole and Sarah. Jesus, you guys are gonna have a amazing journey. Sarah has her hand up. Okay. So uh, I have Callista, Ewa, Janet, Shannon, Sarah, Ramona, Amanda, Ethan Lay. Devin, Mia, Rudiger, and Nicole. Did I forget some someone? Phyllis had her hand up. Phyllis. Phyllis. Thank you. Clinton, okay. can I ask a question? Clinton? Yeah. Yes, hold on. I just want to check with Michelle for a second. Did you want to say something, Michelle? Yes, thank you, Hannah. Thank you for showing up. I had a I had a, a past life experience, Clinton, a couple of weeks ago, and my question for the group really is: I had the opposite experience. Instead of being burned at the stake, I was connected. I was in a tribe, and I felt what that was like to be that effortlessly in that connection, communion, and. Again, it was so effortless, and I have this huge sadness around having had that experience, if that makes sense. I can't undo it. I'm, I'm noticing, actually, Michelle, a different feeling that you're having that you didn't admit, did not admit. What feeling would that be? Fear. And another one. A different one. Just now? My hands are shaking. And yeah, I think it's that feeling, which is the feeling of being connected in the village. Oh, yes. What is it? Joy. Thank you. Joy. Yeah. So you, it's all right in this team here to put your hand and say, does anybody want to be with me so I can actually experience and express the joy of being connected in the village that I had in a past life? Is somebody be willing to be with me about that? You can do that also. Guys, I would anyone want to connect in that village with me that I had in that past life? Would anyone want to be here? Um, thank you. Can you write their names down? Um, yeah, thank you. You got a pen? You have a pen? Yeah, I'm writing it on the note thing. Okay. Eva. 
Clinton, could you just say the names real quick so I can write them? Do you mind? There's Mia and Dor, Nicole, Amanda, Kalista, Shannon, Doris, Awa, Hannah, Sarah, Jennifer. Right? Yeah. Uh, and it may look like sadness sometimes, but actually joy comes out like that sometimes. Joy sometimes looks like that. Thank you. I didn't know what to do with that, you know? Thank yeah, you. share it. Michelle, share it. Okay. Thank you. I have another possibility for Michelle. Go ahead. Yes, yesterday I listened to a talk by Ann Chloe about building your team, and there was a lot of valuable information there, Michelle. Thank you, Jennifer. Mm -hmm. I love you, Jennifer. I love you. <laughs> Jennifer, was it you who was going to say something next, or who was it? I, I have Mia. a possibility. I, had a, I have a challenge that I would like to ask Ava. Oh, no, no, sorry, Hannah. Hannah, um, are you there? Yes, yeah, she's there. Okay. So Hannah, um, when you had your share, it, but I, but I, my question was for Hannah. Um, I, I, I have a challenge for you. Mm. So um, are, you, are you making offers to your village in any way right now? Am I making offers to my village in any way right now? Yes. Uh, right now I made an offer, yes. And in this you are my village. Okay. Thank you. And what is your challenge? Because you asked me a question. Was to, was to make, like, make an offer to to your community of your gifts your talents mm. thank you i will take that challenge thank you okay thank you everyone did you is there anybody else we have still have just a few minutes left does anybody else have something coming up sarah see your hand one of the things I've I just noticed as you were talking about the torturer thing is that um, I think what I've done with my gifts is focus on my torturers, trying to convert my torturers over so that then my world would feel safe and they wouldn't hurt me. So I put a tremendous amount of energy and attention into people who are torturers and then I try to give them gifts and convert them so that I won't be hurt or that, that that's the story I tell myself in my 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 brain and um, it's very new to me to think about stopping focusing on my torturers and just start focusing on giving my gifts and trying to connect with people who actually aren't torturers so anyway thanks for listening Sir, could you look at people's fingers right now? The people who are, just let that in. 
try to relax your mouth because you're blocking. Yeah, and just let this in. What a wonderful thing you just said. It's so powerful and wonderful what you just said, what you just opened up to. Just try to let it in that you have support for this. Okay, this is all support for you. Got, you've got allies and support for that experiment. Huge, wonderful experiment. Even Janet Redmond, the ghost hand from New Zealand, is, is waving her fingers at you like that. See that, Janet? <laughs> Hello, Janet. <laughs> Good, okay. Okay, wow. Anything else from anybody else right now? Shannon. So um, I thought it was really powerful when um, the going on an adventure and how you don't have to leave your apartment or your home to go on an adventure. And um, so for me right now, I um, had a leak that was going on behind a wall for like six weeks and they had to take out this wall and took out half my kitchen. And so I've been living in this undoneness. And because of COVID, you know, I haven't invited people in to do these repairs. And so I wake up to the stress of the undoneness. And then I look at my to-do list and I don't, and it just, it, it stops me. And, and so, you know, so I was thinking, you know, what would it be like if I just said, okay, I'm going to go on an adventure and I'm going to like go in this box and do I need this stuff? You know, like just the adventure of like what's here in my space, you know, and maybe it's not undone. Maybe, you know, I go raw. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe this is a, you know, universe saying don't use a microwave and don't use a stove. See, see what beautiful food you can create. Um, but it's, it's been months, and so it's just like, uh, it's really weighed on me so much. And, uh, and, so, and so I like the experiment of the non-judgment, the non-criticizing, and then if I'm bored, go on that adventure, whatever, wherever it is. If it's a bathroom cabinet, <laughs> you know, or pulling a weed. <laughs> Yeah, I hope your dinner party uh, is everybody comes over and you eat off of palm leaves with your fingers on the floor. And uh, I think it'd probably be the best dinner party people can remember for a long time. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Shannon, this uh, is Mia. This is Mia Shannon. I have an offer for you. I would like to, um, I feel like the undoneness is a golden key. And I, I would like to, I'm open to processing that undoneness with you. And if you'd like. Cool. I wanted to just check in with a couple people who weren't in at the beginning, if they want to say anything. So, Janet, do you have any, can we have some words from Janet? Janet Redman. Yes, I'm in the dark only uh, visually. My heart is expanded from sharing. Morena, everyone, kakite. 
Yep. So Janet, what what do you what's up with you in terms of what experiments are you doing in the last weeks with relationship? I've been holding the global shame through patriarchy transformation space. Uh, two, three ETBs in the next six weeks. A young leaders group started the Takaka Initiative and had our first young man come and be here. Is that enough? Well, that's enough for now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yes, it's I live enough. in a motorhome, so that's the sun's not up. That's why I have no power right yet. <laughs> but I will do. <laughs> See you for now. Thank you. Thank you. Rudiger, how about you? Where are you? Talk, talk to us. Thank you, Clinton. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, I'm happy that I can join again. So I'm able to join again. Actually, I forgot the last two weeks. I always reminded the our our group when it was just over so this is the first time i i really i made it so i'm happy about it so where are you very, calling from yeah from glarisek switzerland thank you i'm back okay nice to see you again yeah so do i all right well i think it's about time to seal off the chamber then and just hold the energy in rather than let it drain out. So I, I have so much appreciation for the collaboration and the listening space and the contributions that you make and the experiments that you do. And um, I wish you all the best this week and have the, have the courage to be bold with, with your experiments. Really just go for it and we'll see you if not before, we'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. What does that say? Monday, nobody cares about my failure. Yeah, they, nobody cares at all about your failure. Jesus, God, finally you got it, Ramona. Good work. Yay. <laughs> see you. All right. <laughs> okay. Bye-bye, you guys. See you. Have a good time. Bye-bye. 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 Bye, Kay.